Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. Welcome to episode 63 of the Second Is For Everyone podcast. But did you die? <laughs> Yo, you just wait till you hear this story. All right, we're here back at Cobra One in Great Meadow, New Jersey. That's it, right? Great Meadow. Mm-hmm. Great Meadows. Hey, if you guys are looking for directions, it's where the sun sets. That's pretty much it. Try driving here. It feels like you're driving that far. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking to Vince from Gun Sitters. He's here. Hey, Vince. How's it going? Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Vince. He's going to give us some background on him, but we're still going to roll the show. Oh, yeah. And Sean. My best friend for life, because I'm going to kill him, is here, Sean Fisher from Black Bag Resources. Hi, Sean. Sean can't talk right now because he <laughs> shaved his goatee off. So he's sitting over here looking like a homeless member of uh, one of the 90s singing groups. Mr. Potato Head. That's my online sexy name. Why are you using that? I thought that was Black Lavender. Black Lavender is my working name. Oh, well, Totally I different. can't keep track of it all. <laughs> All right, so what did you do this weekend, guns, man? Firearms related? Uh, nothing worth getting into. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working on a couple of things that aren't ready to be announced yet, um, and then behind the scenes stuff on the website that's really boring, but that's business. All right, how about you, Vince? What you been up to? Well, you know what? Uh, personally, I did a little bit of uh, ballistic therapy on on Sunday, so I needed to get that out of my system. Uh, professionally, I mean, uh, with gun sitters, we're, we're always, we always got some magic happening. So, um, there's always something happening needs our, our direct attention. I mean, it's a, it's a seven day a week adventure right now with all the gun laws changing. We got to keep up with the times and keep responsible gun owners responsible. Yep. So I think we'll talk about gun sitters and gear whore just because it gives us time to just talk about gun sitters. Cool. Um, I guess we can do the background. You can talk your background. Yeah. You can talk about what you guys did. Um, what I did, as you guys follow my social media, you know I was out in St. Louis over the weekend doing training with Kevin Dixie at his Train and Learn event. Um, a lot of stuff was going on there. We had uh, branding classes. We had seminars on branding. We had seminars on sponsorships. Um, what else? Uh, we had seminars on how to be a reviewer for YouTube. We had classes on how to film, um, how to use social media effectively. We also had fighting with a handgun, fighting around cars with a firearm, rifle and pistol. Um, let me see, we had reps from Faxon, Sentry Firearms. We also had uh, Kevin Dixie's The Truth Pistol out there available. We also had uh, Ken Scott's pistol, the Elite from uh, Provectus Group. So there were just guns out the wazoo that you could try out. They also had firearms training from, um, <clears throat> who is it? Corinne Moser. She was there, which is a three gunner who pretty much is on the international level. We also had Dustin Plouffe, who's also a sponsored Springfield Armory sponsored uh, three gun shooter, just teaching us all kinds of things. We were out at such and such farm, which is now such and such firearms club. They had to actually set something up. Because uh, people were attacking them on Facebook because they were hosting firearms training at their property. And people got upset. 
so he just changed it to uh, such and such farm. So if you really want to follow uh, somebody who's a good person, such and such firearms club, I think that's the name of it. Go to Facebook and follow them. It was a great time. Um, we had a lot of people from various backgrounds out there, uh, race, age, background, all of it was diverse. We had a lot of instructors, a lot of it. I think about 70% of the class were actually firearms instructors. So a lot of the instruction went faster than it normally would with a normal class. Um, oh yeah, and I almost died. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, we're going to go ahead. You got anything else to talk about this week? What's going on? Nothing as far as that goes. A couple of things once we jump into legislation, but as far as what I did this week, nothing for public consumption. All right, cool. You know what? Let's talk about you and your background before we get into gun sitters, which is going to be coming up next. Sure. So uh, me, I'm a career martial artist. started martial arts when I was six, which is pretty much one of my driving characteristics. But uh, I took a break from that to join the Marine Corps in 96, served the Marine Corps from 96 to 99, uh, got out, had a short stint as a police officer, and I absolutely hated it. I learned really quickly that there was no money in it. So uh, I opened up my first karate school when I was 21, did that for about 12 more years. Uh, when the economy went down, I decided to give business a break and uh, went back to the military. This time I, was, uh, I went in the Army. So I did seven more years in the Army, did back-to-back -back tours in Afghanistan. And came out while I was still in the army. Though I uh, started gun sitters with my partner Eric Rebels, uh, he found a need where we needed to store some firearms, so he started it without me while I was still even in Afghanistan. And uh, once I came back out of active duty and went full time National Guard, I went back into business as well. Opened up another karate school and an adventure school, and uh, we continued with gun sitters and it just started taking off from there. Cool. All right, I guess it's going to be short and sweet because I'm not babbling like I usually do. So we got to come back. And I don't exactly like talking about myself so much. All right. Yeah, it's funny. There, there's a lot more to it, even just <laughs> the little bit that I know. Mm -hmm. Because in the, in the Venn diagram between Vince and Sean, there's some overlap. So I've heard rumors of the of mythos it. that surrounds <laughs> nice. him. And uh, he's really downplaying the whole thing. Maybe we can pry some more out of that. All right. You know, later. Possible. Yeah. You know more than I do. I mean, you know. I'll talk to you guys in a few minutes. We'll be back with legislation. KnifeRights.org. KnifeRights is a new sponsor of the Second Is For Everyone podcast. I was introduced to them by Anthony Calandro, owner of Gun For Hire Range, host of Gun For Hire Radio, and NRA board member. Anthony introduced us at the 2019 annual meeting and that's where I learned that Knife Rights is a Second Amendment rights group that fights bad knife laws around the country. Currently, they're fighting New York City's unfair law on gravity knives. Um, they have over 30 pro-knife bills that have been enacted in 21 states, and they have stopped eight anti-knife bills in six states. Visit KnifeRights.org. Check out the Ultimate Steel Spectacular. You can get your membership and chance to win over $150,000 in prizes. Visit KnifeRights.org to learn more. And we're back, episode 63, But Did You Die? Legislation. 
We're going to be talking about the new bill coming up in New Jersey because New Jersey's full of haterade. <laughs> um, they hate you more than HK does. <laughs> All right. The bill is A5452. This provides the firearm ID card and um, is renewed every four years. And, of course, they're going to charge a fee for it. They're going to require training um, prior to actually getting a firearms ID card or handgun purchase permit. That's what's going down in Jersey right now. That's some of the things I heard. I also heard next up on the block is stopping online ammunition sales in the state. Um, this bill also somehow makes it mandatory that all handgun ammo be logged in by an FFL. But that's already the law. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand yet again why they're passing a law that is a law. They're also making it illegal for straw purchasing, which... Which is weird because not only is that already a law, but we have a nickname for it. Straw like, purchaser. Yeah. Okay, so the, the armor-piercing ammunition that was already illegal, they made illegaler yeah. a year and a half ago. Uh, now we're, we're banning the already illegal straw purchase... And we're making a requirement to log handgun ammo, which already exists. And if you've ever bought handgun ammo, you know you have to sign the book at your FFL. So every everybody's on double secret probation. <laughs> oh. Again, I tell you guys this all the time. These politicians don't solve problems. They just pass legislation. And they don't care if they're repeating the legislation or not. So that's why you have to watch it. Now, when I, last time I was there and we told them it was illegal, these geniuses said, well, it doesn't make a difference. What's they, they're so out of ideas. Yeah. It's like Hollywood. They're just making remakes. Yeah. That's what it is. All these laws are remakes of existing stuff. They just want their name in history books. Yeah. They want to be on the right side of history. Yeah. Yeah. They're morons. These are who you're dealing with, but you have to get off your butt. You have to write your legislators, actually write them a handwritten letter. Also break it off in them with emails and phone calls. You have to stand up and fight for yourself or these things will pass. You have to make them fear not having their cushy jobs next year. Understand what's coming up. Primary is coming up June 2nd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let them know. They might not even get out of the primary run if they vote for these things. So I suggest you contact your legislators immediately and let them know you're unhappy with this. You want to talk about this or we want to go into some good news now? You got something else. I, there's a ton of stuff, right? No, I, I just saw this one. That's good news. He's a moron, too. He is a moron. <laughs> All Cuomo right. lifts the ban on gravity Hold knives on. in New York. Let's do this. Cuomo lists the ban on gravity knives in New York, and more than likely, thanks to our sponsors, Knife Rights. Yeah. Because you know they were in on this lawsuit. I mean, I, I, just, I just saw this, so I'm going to read it to you right off of the Knife Rights page. After nine years of effort, eight years of costly federal litigation, three bills passed overwhelmingly, and the terrifying threat of losing big time at the U.S. Supreme Court, New York Governor Cuomo signed A5944, repealing the state's ban on gravity knives while leaving the definition intact. By repealing these bans and making gravity knives legal, New York City and District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. can no longer abuse the definition of a gravity knife and continue to unconstitutionally arrest and prosecute persons by claiming that a common lock blade folding knife or utility knife is an illegal gravity knife. The repeal is effective immediately. Nice. 
That is nice. That's what happens when you get your butt kicked for having illogical laws that were blatantly illegal. You know about the knife, the, the gravity knife thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the crazy part was if the cop couldn't open it the first time, he could just keep going until he did get the knife open with one hand. They call that a gravity knife. And if cop number one couldn't do it, then cop number two got to try, cop number three got to try, until they met an officer that's actually able to flip the knife open with one hand, and now it's a gravity knife and you go to jail. Well, those other cops were gravity deficient. They just yeah. couldn't do it. Well, what they used to do was write down the number of times that they did it. But after the lawsuit kicked in, they just said they achieved it on the first try. Yeah, because cops are your buddies. <laughs> All right, that's that. We want to talk about Indiana and what we saw on Military Arms Channel? Yes, please. All right. Indiana had some good news, too. Indiana had HB 1284 turned into a bill which removes all fees associated with the cost of a handgun license. They removed the same, some restrictions on guns in the school zone, and they provided, what the heck, immunity, oh, okay, immunity and uh, court costs if you justifiably used force uh, for self-protection. So pretty much... If you justified and using force against a bad guy in your home, you don't have to worry about his family suing you. They took care of that. What are we also doing in Jersey? Fighting a good fight, man. Because what happens in Jersey don't stay in Jersey. <laughs> Gun control is a cancer, and you got to fight it here. But I agree with you. This state sucks. <laughs> um, just driven, having driven across pretty much half the country to get to St. Louis, actually half the country to mm -hmm. get to St. Louis, and you're going through states and their gun laws just make more sense as you get further and further away from the coast until you slide through Illinois and then I just got the hell out of there. But uh, my drive through Illinois was quick. Like, I don't even think I stopped to use the bathroom. I don't blame you. Il Illinois. 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 With, With an a S. Z on the end. It has an S on the end. And S I, and a Z. Okay. I'm making it more obvious, yes. Okay. My ex-girlfriend was from Cold City, Illinois, and I used to throw the S on the end. That's <laughs> 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 hey Nikki, how you doing? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> how crazy would it be? Don't don't do that. Oh yeah, you know Let's what? Not I, don't, I don't need that evil in my life. Nope. All right. Um I think that's it for legislation. Just be glad you live in one of the free states. And if you don't live in one of the free states, start fighting. Start contacting your legislators. Pay attention to what's happening. Join your state's Second Amendment rights group. Now, forget that. If you live in a free state, start fighting from a position of advantage. Stop just assuming that you're always safe because you're not. Pennsylvania's and this stuff spreads. Yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania's learning it the hard way. They thought they were cushy. They're not. They think just because we've got a great state constitution that's been ratified like seven different times in the last hundred years mm -hmm. that nothing will ever get passed. Well, they're trying, and it's accuracy through volume. They're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Right. Sooner or later, something's going to stick. And even though it's in violation of the federal and state constitution, it's still going to be enforced, and you're still going to have to deal with that mess. Fight from a position of strength. You are advantageous in launching your fight now. Don't wait until you're losing. Gun people often try to fight from a defensive position because y'all are a group of cantankerous, non-getting-along-with-each-other douches sometimes. <laughs> that was really technical. I know. I like using big words. I got a dinosaurus. What do you call that thing? A dictionary yeah. of words? Right. I got a dinosaurus and I look it up and find big words like douchebag. Yes, I know. It's thesaurus. <laughs> she looks at me like, oh, you crazy. <laughs> um, 
that's what other states can do. And if you live in a free state and you go, I'm good, then you know what? Donate money to groups like ANJRPC here in Jersey. You can go online and donate from wherever you live. Donate to CNJFO. That's another group fighting in the state of New Jersey. You got them both right on the first try. Hey, listen, don't talk to me. I got a girl looking, so I got to act <laughs> like I'm professional. Also, doing also, good. You know a really good group you can, uh, organization you can help out? You know it, right? Who? 2A4E diversity shoot, that whole thing. You can go to my GoFundMe page and help fund us that way. Never heard of them. Never heard of her. Is that at diversityshoot.com? That's at diversityshoot.com. I just got replaced. You just Thanks, got man. Di- I'm out yes. of here. Heavy lifter. Don't go far. <laughs> 2A heavy lifter. Listen, both of y'all can leave. This is a girl. I'll start doing FaceTime with her and I'll get my actual numbers up. <laughs> I ain't saying both these dudes are ugly. I'm just not going to say that because that's rude. He's not right saying here. they're not. I ain't saying they're not. Vince can kick your butt. That's why you're not saying I've it. I've had my butt kicked before. There's a whole lot more butt and weight classes for a reason. That's all I'm saying. That is a lot of butt. <laughs> exactly. All right. I just got last 90 seconds. That's it. All you got to do is last 90 seconds. I'm done. I get winded. Or I have to tell me my shoe's untied, and then I get dizzy. It is all right. untied. Yeah, sorry. It stays that way. I got an assistant for that. All right. We're leaving, and we'll be back with the Mad Minute. Where's the... Welcome back to episode 63, Second Is For Everyone podcast. But did you die? We're in the mad minute. My mad minute this week is about firearms owners that want to take classes, which, you know, that's cool. But you don't want to take a basic class. You don't want to take an introductory class. You want to take the advanced shoulder roll operator AF friggin' class. Because you got the cool gear. Well, that's great, but you never learned how to use it. You don't know the basics of firearm safety. You don't know the fundamentals of marksmanship, but you got the gear and you looked apart. Well, that's great, but let me explain what you're doing. One, you're frustrating the instructor because you don't know what you're doing. Now I have to keep an eye on you. You're frustrating other students because you don't even know basic exercise, basic positions. You don't know stuff that everyone would know if they had introductory training. So now they have to slow down because of you. Now, however much they spent on the class and the things they were going to achieve, they can achieve because of your slow ass. So what I'm saying is this, leave your pride at the door, take some fundamental training just so you have a baseline understanding of firearm safety. You have a baseline understanding of commands. YouTube videos aren't going to give you this because you don't know what to pay attention to. You'll look at everything and miss something important or miss most of it. Just look at the pretty pictures. So what I'm saying is get training, use it as steps. Oh, and by the way, if you were in the military 15, 20 years ago, that don't count. We don't care. We don't care. Start over. Get refresher training because you're rusty. And you're going to embarrass yourself in, a bunch of, in front of a bunch of people probably a decade or more younger than you that actually know what they're doing. If you're a video game generation, sorry, Call of Duty didn't really teach you how to do anything. And if you think you can sprint with a 50 cal bolt action, a full-size AR-15, a gun, a knife, and ammo, try it sometimes. It's real cute. All right, so just get training. Start at the beginning, work your way up. You'll really not waste your time. You won't pick up a bunch of bad habits because you'll actually be trained. You'll learn what you don't know and realize that doing anything else than starting at the beginning 
with a crawl, walk, run is a mistake. And you won't piss people off that paid good money to have training that's now retarded. Is that the way to use that word? It's retarded because of yeah. you. You're not slowing a class down and you're not pissing off a bunch of strangers that are going to talk about you and probably post pictures of you on social media because they're all going to laugh at you. So that was my mad three minutes and you're just going to have to get over it because you know damn well it never lasted <laughs> only a minute. What do you got to say, Sean? Um, I was just enjoying watching Vince's facial expressions as you were talking and reading him thinking of specific people you've dealt with that fit the description Tony was verbalizing. Like, I could see that process happening. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So I would love to play cards with you. Let's do it. As long as it doesn't include buff, what bluffing, because he sucks at it. And Very badly. so do I. I don't play cards. Yeah. The only reason I buy a deck of cards is to shoot them at the range. Nice. That's what I do do. No, that's 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 all too accurate. I mean, you get these people that want to be the cool guy, but they don't realize that uh, all these advanced fundamentals come from those basics. It's just basics done to an automatic level where it kicks in based on, on your level of training. Yeah, unconscious consciousness. Yeah. That's why I tell you guys every week, dry fire. If you're going to carry, learn to draw, dry fire, reholster, all that stuff. And not even saying you should reholster fast, but learn how to reholster without pointing a gun at yourself with your finger on the trigger. Pick up good habits. You learn good habits in good training, and then you practice those. Anything other than that is doing yourself a disservice. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your time. And again, dude, you're picking up bad habits when you finally get in the class. We have to unteach you everything. So that's the Mad Minute. We'll be back with whatever's next. What is it? Training concepts? No. Sure. Yeah. Gear whore. No. Gear, gear whore. Right? Both sound great. It's your show. Do whatever you want. I'm Do doing them what I want. All right. Be back shortly. What the? What's happening? Welcome back to episode 63 of the Second Is For Everyone podcast, But Did You Die? This is going to be Gear Whore, and in Gear Whore, we're going to talk to Vince, and he's going to talk about um, gun sitters, what they do, their locations, and even their military arm. So, uh, floor is yours, Vince. Hit us with the uh, elevator speech. Bro. Awesome. Thank you. So, gun sitters, we are a secure firearm storage facility where a person can store their personal and firearms outside their residence. Uh, reasons being, uh, it's across the board, it changes every day. Every day we get people that's like, I need to store my gun for this reason. It's like, wow, we don't have one of those yet. But the common ones are people are getting divorced and they don't want to have their firearms at home. They're moving and can't have their firearms while they're having their houses looked at because you don't know who's coming in and out of your house. Their house becomes inhabitable or uninhabitable. Fire, flood, something. They pull the certificate of occupancy and they need somewhere to put their guns. They are going on vacation. They're having friends over. They're having family over. Uh, my business partner, Eric, uh, he's got two nephews. One is in the Marines. One is a drug dealer. So during Thanksgiving, Eric brings his guns to gun sitters because legally he can't have them in the home. Now, with uh, the new laws that are changing, the medical marijuana, if you've ever filled out a firearms form, number 22 says that if you are a user of marijuana or any kind of narcotics, that basically you can't have a gun. So we've got a lot of people, while they have their medical marijuana cards, they put their guns in, in gun sitters. 
we've got um, people that are getting arrested. The police come to seize their firearms. They call us at 1 o'clock in the morning. We show up at their house. We pick up their guns. We log them in, and we put them in storage so the police aren't taking them. And lately, the police are more than happy to let us come and get them because they don't want to do all that work. Not only that is when you get your guns back, they're not damaged. Uh, we've had to pick up police seized guns a lot, and they always come back broke, damaged, missing, uh, rusted, misused, or if they even come out at all. So uh, that's a big part of what we do. We've got a huge military division called Weapons Guard, which is our nonprofit, where we actually store firearms for deploying soldiers absolutely free of charge. We offer a huge discount for active duty that are not deployed if they're going to schools, they're changing duty stations, or they just need a little time away from their firearms. I know uh, the times I've come back from overseas, I really shouldn't have been carrying around my firearms and I wish I could have put them somewhere else, but uh, we now make a legal solution to be able to put them in control so they're not gonna be misused. All right, my question, um, <clears throat> where are you located? So we've got locations in New Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're actually opening up in Maui, Hawaii really soon, and we're looking at uh, Texas. So we've got uh, six active sites now, and we're actually working to uh, make a massive expansion that I'll probably talk about another, another time. But it's, uh, for the news part, it's going to be huge. We've we, uh, got some huge funding, so we're going to build a bunch of these bad boys. Yeah, a lot of people might not know this if you're listening outside the state of New Jersey. Let's just say if the police seize your firearms here, you may not get them back even though you win your case um, and any other variation. Your divorce is finalized and, you know, you guys are split up. Sometimes they just don't want to let your guns go because, well, they can and you really have no recourse other than to hire a lawyer uh, for more money to get your property back. And as Vince said, it'll come back broken, rusted, just pretty much abused because, again, they can. Um, <clears throat> also, a lot, of, a lot of people to know is if you surrender your firearms to a law enforcement agency, you're never going to get a firearm again. Because, again, when you're filling out that uh, federal form, it's going to ask you if you have ever given up the right to your firearms. If you answer yes, you're not getting another firearm. So an alternative to having them seized and losing your rights forever, the departments or the prosecutor pre-trial services will allow you to store your guns at, at gun sitters so you don't lose your rights permanently. And it's, it's been a huge measure for, for a lot of people. We've saved a lot of people some aggravation trying to get their guns back and trying to get their rights back. And uh, been doing a lot of good stuff with that. Cool. All right. That's like, you know, the official, hey... This is the stuff you need to know about gun centers. This is what they do. These are the locations. This is their future plans. Awesome. What's the coolest gun you got in gun centers, man? Like one of the coolest pickups you ever did. Did somebody have like some rare stuff that was just ultra cool? Or? You, you know, it's funny. Is I, we get these a lot. We get estates that okay. uh, somebody's passed. We have a program called our Legacy Program okay. where a person will put their firearms listed and uh, we'll basically keep it on file until they pass. Mm -hmm. And then once the probate comes through, we will go to their homes and we'll pick up their firearms. Awesome. And uh, most of the times, we're going to work with the families to get the guns allocated to the right people. If uh, the family doesn't want them, we find a buyer for them. And most of the time, that, that buyer is, is this guy right here. So nice. <laughs> uh, even, even though I've seen some really incredible stuff, I mean, some real 
bad things. Mm -hmm. Some of the nicest stuff that I've acquired are uh, some 1700s flintlock rifle uh, muskets, cool. some uh, pistols, nice knives and everything. But uh, it's the historic stuff that people don't realize what they have. Mm -hmm. That's just absolutely amazing. Uh, I acquired a uh, musket that I had no idea what it was. It turned out to be a uh, doglock musket, which is incredibly rare that I paid uh, well under the amount of money I should have, but I didn't know it at the time, and nobody knew what it was. So, and it's a... Uh, What's a dog lock? Dog lock musket predates the uh, locking muskets. Okay. So they actually have a lock behind the flint lock mechanism to keep it from firing while you're loading the muskets. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I had no idea what it was. It took me uh, a good year to research that bad boy and find out what it really was. That's and, uh, pretty fucking it is cool. So when you come over the house, I'll show you. It's it's, it's in a secret spot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I, I, this is a question gun people ask. Right. How big was the biggest collection you got of someone like? Because you know, certain people ask questions, and uh -huh. if you have more than two firearms, it's an arsenal. Right. Um, what was like huge? The the last pickup, it took our biggest van to go pick it up. There was a little over 240 firearms in this collection. Squad goals. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Um, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed. You thought it would be bigger? Yeah, I wanted like four digits. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't gotten those yet. But, uh, I mean, which is great because, I mean, our headquarters, we had to bring that to our headquarters where we've got 3,000 square feet of bank vault and our largest storage facilities is a six by six. And it filled that whole thing up. Yeah. Uh, we've got five of those uh, storage containers. And uh, we sell out of them a lot because people have over 100 guns or have to go in there. Uh, but, I mean, when I'm talking about over 200 guns, I mean, we're talking about some high-end stuff. Yeah. Some HK 416s, a uh, whole bunch of uh, Kimbers. Some HK 416s. Some, some. A couple. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't know what you need more than one for, but. Hey, yeah. maybe you love throwing money away. Apparently. Yeah. Maybe you like heavy ARs for no reason whatsoever. Low recoil. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you know that recoil kicks your butt with me. Yeah, that, that huge round. I mean, yeah. you need that recoil management. Well, it's, it's a very powerful round, according to Camilla Harris. Of course. No. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. Well, against groundhogs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they hate it. All right, so that's cool. Um, that's just getting it out there, what you guys do. I don't even think, can you think of any other questions to ask him about gun sitters and what they Not do? that he's going to want to answer while we're recording. <laughs> All right, cool. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Gear Whore. Uh, we'll be back with whatever I do next. Yes, I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> that's why there's show notes. Deal with it. Yeah, that's why there's show notes and they're written in my handwriting. So, yeah, I think training concepts is next. <laughs> be right back. I'd like to take a minute to talk about High Point Firearms. I purchased my own High Point 40 Cal Smith & Wesson pistol and wrote a review about it on the firearmsinsider.tv. I stand behind every positive word I said in that review. High Point has supported the diversity shoot with swag, hats, t-shirts, and in the last year, carbines. They're an American company with a lifetime warranty on their products and a price that can't be beat. If you want a range gun, a truck gun, or an inexpensive self-defense firearm, you should look into High Point pistols and carbines. Welcome to episode 63. We're in the training concepts right now. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even know what episode it was. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just because they're so numerous. But did you die? Did, yes, I wrote it it's down. It's written, written on the top of the page. Listen, listen.
listen, positive is where I live. I don't need smart aleck. Well, positive is written right there. See? <laughs> this guy this guy's booking for your job, right? <laughs> In training concepts this week, I'm talking about know something besides guns, dude. Seriously. There's way too many of us that that's your thing. I mean, hey, it's my thing. But it's not the only thing I know or know how to do. A lot of you guys are so gun-centric that that's all you know. Um, I'll go ahead and say I had an incident this weekend where um, <clears throat> during the training in St. Louis, it was hot. It was Africa hot. I was out there. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but I've dropped 60 pounds since February. Um, I've taken, you know, Costas training. I've taken Pinkus training. And I was out there, and I'm ready to take KD's training in St. Louis. I know my limits, so I made sure I drank a lot of fluids. I was drinking Gatorade and stuff like that. And every time there was a break in the instruction, I would drink. I would hydrate. We took a break around noon or 1. It was hot, real hot. I went and sat down beside Sean. from like Africa actually, hot? It was Africa hot. It was that hot like there was three suns out. So I, I was sitting down, and I felt woozy. I felt the beginning of heat exhaustion. So I made Sean aware of it. I'm not feeling good. He started getting me more water. We not me, Sean Heron. Sean Heron, not Sean right. Fisher, because he couldn't make it. Anyway, I ain't mad about that. Punk. So um, I'm sitting beside Sean Heron. He is a C instructor. So he's, of course, aware of medical, and he has extent, a decent amount of medical training. He was like, how are you feeling? I said, boozy, but I'm just going to sit here, drink water, put this cold rag on the back of my neck. I should be fine. Close my eyes. When I opened my eyes back up, colors were off. The grass was no longer green. It was like a yellowish tint green. Uh, the sky was a weird color. I was like, Sean, I have a problem. I need to get something. I'm, I'm, I'm bad. All right, you lost me on this part of the story. Colors were weird. I what? Was, I was, what do you mean? But, oh, damn. <laughs> Colors are weird. I was living like Sean Fisher, who's colorblind. Yes. Okay, so I'm dying and you want to make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Heron. As you do. Yeah, you know. Sean Heron got me into a vehicle. We turned up the AC. It was blasting on me. I'm still chugging water. Then they go get Will from uh, Gladiator 6. Will is a former Army combat medic. He comes through. He checks my pits. He checks the groin for, you know, heat. Says, yeah, you're really hot. Do you have any other medical conditions? I said, I'm a diabetic. Well, by the time I got off the bed of the truck into the passenger seat of the truck, I started slurring words. It was like I was 10 sheets to the wind. I had, it was really hard to think and say uh, sentences in a comprehensive way. So when Will asked me, I said, I'm a diabetic. He said, do you have a, a glucose reader? I said, yes, it's in my vehicle. My partner doing the trip out and everything happened to be walking by. This is a 180-acre farm. We had two different ranges going. And he happened to be walking by the vehicle when I needed him. He ran to get my vehicle, which was about 600 yards away across a stream. He ran until he almost passed out. And one of the farm trucks picked him up, took him to my vehicle. He brought it back. They read my blood sugar level. It was high. It was about 4.30. I'm slurring my words. Will said, all right, I know what's wrong. Get me some Skittles. 
So he gives me four Skittles. Now I'm thinking my blood sugar level's high. Taking a Skittle will drive it higher. So I ate one. Pop one in my mouth, chewed it, swallow it, and instantaneously I was back. It was like my soul got sucked back into my body <laughs> and everything was cool again. So, so you were tasting the rainbow and seeing colors, right? I tasted the rainbow and I saw colors. It was okay. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So <clears throat> I stayed there, I rested up. Um, I got my stuff together. I stayed that spot for about an hour. And then I went back to my hotel, cold shower for the heat exhaustion because I still feel I was suffering from heat exhaustion too. I drank a lot of water and then went back out to the range because I didn't come all those way not to train. And, you know, I continued. I just paced myself and made sure I put on short pants instead of jeans. And that was it. But thank God Will was there and he had another skill set besides firearms. Sean was there. He had another skill set besides firearms. A lot of us get into this whole gun thing and that becomes your gun centric world. I got a gun. Everything in the world is a hammer. Well, you having the ability to shoot 0.7 splits or 1.7 splits wouldn't have helped me then. Let him go. He's on a roll. I'm on, on a roll. Yeah. What did I say? When you have a gun, everything's a nail? No, when you have a gun, everything's a hammer. When you have a gun, everything's a hammer. I made a faux pas, somewhat like <laughs> cutting my goatee off when I had a clown mustache. It yeah. really just no, doesn't good. look good on you. Appreciate just that. Saying, you're yeah, welcome. Very helpful. Yeah, well, I think yeah. what you were going at was like that hammers kill more people than guns. Yeah, see, and now I have two smart Alex over here, and it's just not really working. He doesn't have a goatee either. How about that? I yeah, I know. Less face. Just seriously, just less face. Grow hair. <laughs> I'm working on it. All right, then. <laughs> so, uh, my thing, thanks, When Will. you're a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail. You can't I, solve a medical problem with a 9 versus 45 debate. But right? you can give me a headache with a 9 versus a 45 debate. But, yeah, Sean is right, as usual. <laughs> Whatever's. Again, facial hair. Um... But yeah, man, that's all I'm saying, man. Learn some other skills. I mean, I studied medical since I was a kid, but my stuff isn't... I mean, we host medical classes with... Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Dr. Brent Schoenfeld. Yeah. So that's what we try to do. That's why we kind of uh, diversified what we teach in our classes because you need to know more than a gun. So that's my training concepts. You guys got anything to add to it? No, I mean, I love adding the medical end to everything. I mean, if you're going to learn how to hurt the body, you might as well learn how to help the body. And uh, I hate watching people walk around like sheeps that only have one skill set in, in anything. So, I mean, I also teach at my karate school uh, during the nights. And if we're learning how to hurt the body, we're going to learn how to bring the body back. So all my instructors are CPR, first aid certified. So if they hurt somebody, they can, they can help them. And even identify, just learning how to identify when somebody needs help, when somebody needs a Skittle. I mean, uh, just... Good thing that, that they knew to identify that fact. So uh, learn how to identify that. Learn how to identify uh, anaphylaxia because that's also usually misdiagnosed by a person. They don't know what it is. And you never know when you could save somebody's life. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I just really appreciate all the people that came through for me down in St. Louis. Um, I talked to Sean Heron. He's, of course, the owner of uh, Firearms Radio Network and has multiple classes, including a medical class. And I, I gave him permission to actually talk about what happened. Um, I have no idea what he's going to do with it, but I just go, look, this was a teachable moment uh, in a lot of ways. So 
yeah, I'm fine now. Everything's good to go. Um, but it was a scare, man. And that's why this episode is named But Did You Die? All right. We'll be right back with Gun Culture. See you in a minute. Welcome back to episode 63. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you for the assessments. This is episode 53, Gun Culture, But Did You Die? All right, let me go ahead and bite the bullet. I'm fat. I'm the, I'm the largest pound-for-pound firearm instructor in America. Well, yeah, bite the bullet. You bit everything else. Well, that's just rude. <laughs> Sirs. You trying to embarrass me? You trying to embarrass me in front of a girl? Hmm? Take that hat off. Joy Fatone. Look at that heart. Look at them locks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Let me pull it all back and out of the way. Yeah, I do that Problems every you day. don't have. Yeah, definitely. It's pulled back out of the way. It's running around my ears. Running from the back <laughs> of my neck. <laughs> so... But here's the thing. Again, I've been working at losing weight because it's a deficit. It is not a good thing. There is no advantage other than being shade in summer and warmth in winter. So um, I've been trying to get in better shape. I've changed the way I eat. Um, Next up is, of course, hitting the gym with a structured workout program. And the thing Sean's working on, I'm probably going to be a part of that too. And that's going to actually help get my... um, me more physically active. What I'm saying is this, dudes. You don't have to be in shape to use a firearm. Um, but you have to be in shape. You have to be healthy if you want to continue walking and breathing unassisted and, and being an active member of your family and being around for them. When I was going through this, it was like, this sucks. I know I'm not going to die, but it just sucks because I'm going to be... If this doesn't work out right, I've, I've, I've hijacked the class. Um, people got to take time out to get me to the nearest hospital. Someone has to contact my wife. And so-and-so, who's going to take care of the firearms that I did bring, the rental car? All that stuff is not what I was thinking of at that time. But after it was over, it's like there's a lot of stuff because I had this condition. And they don't have a local gun sitters yet to take your guns. Yeah, the gun sitters isn't there. In, Not yet. In St. Not Louis. yet. We'll be there. But um, so they couldn't help. <laughs> but um, I'm just talking about getting better shape. There is no really downside to being in better shape. That's what I'm working on. You work on you. You work on it whenever you feel like it. Believe me, I'm not going to come on and say, hey, you need to get your fat ass in the gym because that's not where I'm coming from. You do you when you need to do you, but understand the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. I mean, I've been in and out of gyms working out since I joined the Marine Corps in 87. So, yeah, I've been fit. I've been fat. I've been fit again. I've been fat again and so and so. But now I'm approaching 50 years old and I know it's going to be a lot harder. But I know what's associated with it. I know the pain. I know the embarrassment of going in when you used to bend the bar with the weights you put on for a deadlift. And now it's pretty much somebody's little sister comes and asks you if you're finished with this and then goes bench press with you deadlifted. Sucks. Got to get back into shape. Got to leave your pride at the door. And that's what I'll be doing um, because I have to step up. There are no senior citizens over 500 pounds in the nursing home. Just let, just putting that out there. There are no fat senior citizens for the most part. They don't live long. And I plan on sticking around a long time, making podcasts and annoying my boy. 
So that's what I have to say about gun culture. Just work on improving yourself, not just with firearms, but with everything in your life. Anybody got anything else to say? Yeah, I really like that. I mean, self-improvement physically is, is a huge, huge thing. I live on one of the philosophies that fighting fit is fighting best. It's like uh, broken can't help broken. So I need to be in the best shape of my life to be able to help other people. And, or even just help myself. I mean, God forbid I fell out of a boat and I had to haul my butt back in. Or I had to climb in or out of a window, which I've done in my youth uh, when her dad comes home. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And not only that, it's like I don't want to be a liability for who I'm with. I mean, I also do adventure training. And if I fell and somebody had to haul me out of the woods, are they going to be able to? You know, when I served in the military, we had uh, guys that were a lot bigger, and we made them the casualties. It's like, okay, let's get the smallest guy, dragging them out of the hot zone, and they couldn't do it. So now they're a total liability to everybody. So it's, it's about taking care of that self. I mean, when I teach self-defense, I also teach personal protection, and personal protection is also uh, dietary defense, watching what you're eating and watching what you're doing. I mean, I still work out every day just to maintain what I have so uh, I can help people when I really need to. I think going after realistic expectations, too, is if you're trying to fix something, it took you a long time to get where you are now. You're not going to fix it in two weeks, three weeks. A six-week challenge is not going to completely turn around mm -hmm. a bad health situation. And I think Anthony Calandra is a good one to point to because yeah. he was your size. And every time we see Anthony up at Gun for Hire, he tells you, hey, man, get serious. It's, we need you. you got to get, get fit, get healthy, get off your ass. Right? He says that. In every one of his rants, he's always posting his fitness stuff. It took surgery for Anthony to get there, right? That may be what it takes for you to get back in shape if you're if you're on this journey too. And I'm somewhere in between. I'm not super fit like Vince, and I'm not as far down the the other end as you are, Tony. Not to not to pick on you. What? It's not down. It's up. I, it's you're, up. You're not as far up. I'm not as far side. up on the food chain as you are. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Why you had to say food chain? Now I'm hungry. Food pyramid. That's horrible. Well, you even had to say food. <laughs> yeah. Now I want food. <laughs> I'm not as deep in the dish as you are. There you go. Yeah. Now I want so, deep dish. <laughs> but everybody's got to work on it. And it's, it's just like marksmanship where you're always pushing towards the center. It's the same thing with your health and wellness. You have to keep pushing towards the best you that you can be. Mm -hmm. Well said. All right, so that's what we're talking about in gun culture, man. Get out there and uh, do something. And if you don't, hey, do it when you're ready because I'm not going to be the person to tell you you need to do this right away. You'll know. Just don't be too late. All right, guys, we'll be back. Shout out. Have you ever gone to order something online and realized you need clarification on what product would work best for you? Have you wanted to start being more prepared for life emergencies like self-defense, medical emergencies, or preparedness? Most online stores are no help whatsoever. Either they specialize in only one category or they attempt to sell you their most expensive gear. That's why Sean started Black Bag Resources. He was determined to be better than your typical online stores. He uses the gear he sells. He can guide you to make the best gear choices for you in your price range. He's also a firearms instructor. I've deemed him the world's greatest firearms instructor in the world. 
Sean wants to instruct students from the beginning shooter to students that want to develop their skills to a higher level. If you're building your first rifle, organizing your go bag, or developing your martial skills, Black Bag Resources should be on your go-to list. Visit blackbagresources.com. Welcome to episode 63. <laughs> shout outs. Okay, well, let me go ahead and give the first shout out to somebody that, you know, stopped me from potentially dropping dead. Uh, Will Smith, Will Jackson, I'm sorry, Glad 86 on Instagram. Go ahead and follow him. Straight up dude, decent cat. Uh, also, Sean Heron, We Like Shooting, Instagram. Follow him, listen to his show, it's great. And Kevin Dixie from No Other Choice Firearms Training, the host of the Train and Learn event from Memorial Day weekend 2019. Uh, they will have one coming up for 2020. I don't know what the date is, but sign up early, man, because as much as the people that were there, and there were over 40 of us, have been pumping out stuff on Instagram about all the cool guns, including me shooting a John Wick gun and other stuff, um, you're going to want to be there because you're going to have really cool stuff. We had a metric ton of sponsors this year and that's the reason i haven't uh actually mentioned them because there's over 26 of them so if you want to see them you can go to my instagram and i tagged many of them in there but you if you know instagram you know you can't tag more than like 20 people in a photo but get out there um <clears throat> and uh, get some decent training man on a lot of different levels of a lot of different things at this kevin dixie event uh, i'd like to also go out and say i have uh the diversity shoot coming up at Gun for Hire, Woodland Park, New Jersey on June 14th, which is a Friday, 6 p.m. We start. You know what? You know the deal. Fun, food, raffles, meeting new people, shooting cool guns, the high point carbine in the high tower armory 8 MP MBS 95 chassis. Yeah, because that's easy to say. That's you would have stumbled it too. Anyway, it's going to be there. It looks cool. I'll be posting pictures of that this weekend. So can't wait to shoot that and introduce new people to it. The Minuteman Challenge is coming up on the 9th of June. 9th of June. Oh, snap. That's soon. That's real soon. Holy crap. Hey, guys. (laughs) Sign up for the Minuteman Challenge. It's coming up on the 9th. It's center fire semi-auto rifle. Iron sights only. Iron sights only. No optics. So come on out. Man, I've been doing so much, I've actually forgot to be excited about this. So <laughs> sign up for the Minuteman Challenge. We're going to be at Fort Dix. Get your tickets online at blackbagresources.com. Correct. You can also follow Minuteman Challenge on Instagram and Minuteman Challenge on Facebook. Or just go to minutemanchallenge.com and find everything direct there. Whoop. There it is. Sounds easy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so easy a caveman can do it. Um, so that was that. Let me go ahead and talk to you guys out in Arizona. On Monday, June 10th, NRA ILA Grassroots Meeting is going to be held at the Flagstaff Doubletree Hotel in Flagstaff, Arizona. So contact the NRA uh, ILA Grassroots and they can give you more information. Again, if you're one of those people hating on the NRA, I'm not telling you not to hate on the NRA, but what I'm telling you to do is Use them as an ally to learn how to become a Second Amendment advocate. 
eat their food, eat their snacks, and drain their brains. Learn everything you can, and then just go out there and be a Second Amendment advocate. You don't have to work for the NRA ILA. You can work for your local Second Amendment group. And in Arizona, there's a lot of them. So just get busy, man. And and just save the emails and the text, because all I'm going to do is say a curse word and delete your stuff. Unless you actually <laughs> make a point. And then I'll talk about you. Badly. Just say it. Do what you want to do, boo-boo. All right, uh, June 11th, that's Tuesday, NRA will have a legislative workshop at Georgia Gun Club in Beaufort, Georgia. Contact Trey at NRAILAFrontlines.com and get more information from him. Again, use allies. You don't have to agree with everything they do, but you should help them, <clears throat> use them to help you move forward. Sorry, but that's what someone smart does. All right. You, 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 you let yourself grow. You, you learn stuff and then you apply it to how you need it. So please, you live in Georgia uh, around Beaufort. Go take this NRA ILA workshop. If you live in Flagstaff, Arizona, go to the grassroots meeting. I'm telling you it's worth it because you'll learn stuff that you didn't think of on your own. Use other people's experience to educate yourself. You don't have to learn everything by bad decisions and failures. You can learn from others. Life is too short to keep learning from failure. Just saying. All right, so that's what's going on. Hey, you doing anything cool? You got any dates or anything that's going to open up for you guys? Or just wait and see when Gunsitters post out? Oh, and where can we find you? Oh, you, well, you can find us at Gunsitters.com. All right. Uh, links to all of our stuff, all our social media is there. We're just starting to rebuild that all up. Uh, we ain't got anything really exciting right now because, I mean, we're at a massive expansion that, like I said, I'll talk about it another time. And uh, we'll keep everybody posted and updated as we got some more events happening. Awesome. What about your trainings that you offer? Uh, well, so I have uh, the Edge Center, found the edgecenter.net. So we are a self defense driven school, but we also offer adventure training, life skills coaching. It's uh, the best way I can describe it is that if uh, Bruce Lee and Tony Robbins had a baby, that would be me. So we offer a lot of different stuff. And again, that's at the edgecenter.net. One ugly baby. <laughs> it is one ugly baby, but effective baby. Uh, what about you, Mr. Sean? You doing anything cool you want anybody else to know about? Like, I don't know, co-hosting the diversity shoot or, uh, I don't know, helping running the Miniman Challenge or um, having any sales on Black Bag Resources? Anything cool? Uh, there's no special sales going on right now. There will be something coming soon, depending on what the manufacturer's offers are but I, I got an email yesterday that something is coming um whether it's going to be big or small i don't know yet again i don't like putting things out there and then having it fall apart um you can find me tuesday nights at marshall strength training academy in branchburg new jersey with the marshall guncraft program there is another program coming nice at east coast martial arts institute uh in june starting on i believe the 14th or is that the diversity shoot? That's the diversity shoot. Diversity 15th. shoot is the 14th. You're the 15th. This is going to be on the 15th at East Coast Martial Arts. Again, don't have all the details completely, but if you keep your eye on East Coast Martial Arts Institute, you'll be able to see it there first. I'm going to tell you guys something, right? Um, buy ammo. Buy mags. Buy guns, because we're pretty much... 
We've hit the bottom. We're on our way back up with pricing and things and legislation is coming out the yin yang. So get in on it and avoid the panic buying because that's when you do stupid things like pay $96 a magazine from the, oh yeah, cheaper than dirt. You know, they gouge you. I'm not even going <laughs> to dance around it. Bunch of scumbags never buy from them. But that's just my opinion. So buy early so you don't have to be caught in that situation. Um, think that's it. Oh, no. I need to tell you how to get in contact with us to help us out with our mission. So you can go to GoFundMe, type in 2A4E Diversity Shoot. Boom, we'll pop up. You can donate there. That helps us with the uh, diversity shoots. That helps me get back and forth to these uh, training things. Oh, and by the way, I got uh, asked to go to um, Gun Rights Policy Conference as a speaker this year. Nice. That's so awesome. a brother needs some help because that's coming up in September. And I am not driving to wherever. Oh, it's in Phoenix, Arizona this year. So, mm-hmm. listen, I need I need cargo plane tickets. <laughs> I don't think I'll lose that much weight. I'll be taking and Skittles. A, and Skittles. Because <laughs> it's hot. I got to taste the rainbow. Um, Africa hot. That's Africa <laughs> hot in Arizona. Um, <laughs> let me see. What else? Oh, if you want to be a patron on Patreon.com, Type in 2A4E podcast. That helps, and you can become a patron. And we have awesome knife giveaways. Thanks to our sponsor, knifewrites.org. They've donated some really cool things. Thanks to Crudo, they have some knives for us. So you can win some cool stuff just by helping us out for as little as $5 a month. Understand, we still have that wheel of freedom. Um, and we have to figure out how we're going to give away the really cool industry build rifle. So get on board. And that's going to be, what, $20 and above, right? Mm-hmm. $20 and above. Also, we're working with and we have the 2A4E patch. <laughs> you had a 2A4E patch. Nice try, Grabby McGrabberson. I almost got it. Almost. Almost got it. <laughs> so let me see. We got that. Hey, if you want to buy a T-shirt and support us, go to 10 22clothing.us. It's like 5'11", but twice as big. We <laughs> go all the way up to 6X. So if you want a shirt that has really cool stuff it's on like it. eight of me. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. Well, listen, I'm sure they have, we have child sizes, so you can get a shirt. Awesome. All right. Um, they, they come in smalls. Um, He's a smedium. He's Don't a smedium. rude. He ain't a smedium. He weighs like 135 pounds soaking wet with a rock in his body. 145 pounds. Oh, I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> Anywho, that's if you want to buy a shirt. You know you go to 1022clothing.us. It's a redirect to my T-shirt guy, which is BCG Gear. I'm not even going to try to grab for it anymore. Where can people get one of these sweet 2A4E patches? You can get one of those 2A4E patches when I figure out how to get it to you guys. (laughs) That's it. Um, That's that. That's the shirt. That's this. We'll get the patches to you later on. Hey, man. Listen, thank you for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm sitting here with Vince from Gunsitters at Cobra One Tactical in Great Meadows, New Jersey. Sean, get us out of here. Thanks for everything, Vince. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Yay!